I'm Felix Salmon and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. Today is Wednesday, November 17th, and we're focused on the trillion dollar coin. Yesterday afternoon, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, came out with her best guess for the X date. This is a really big deal. This is the date at which if the debt ceiling isn't raised, the government will run out of money. If that happens, that raises the prospect of a default on the government debt, which would be utterly catastrophic and, she has said, could cause a major global financial crisis. So, one of four things needs to happen on or around December 15th, which is less than a month away. Number one, Congress does the right thing and raises or suspends the debt limit. Number two, Congress does not do the right thing, but the government just keeps on spending money anyway, saying that it is constitutionally bound to continue to do so. Number three, the government defaults on its debts. Yikes, we really don't want that. Or there is a fourth option, which is that the government mints a trillion dollar coin, deposits it at the Federal Reserve, and gets a trillion dollars of new spending money without increasing the national debt. Now, Janet Yellen has called that a gimmick. Is it a gimmick? I'm going to talk to former US Mint director Philip Deal to find out whether it's a gimmick or not. That's coming up after the break. I'm joined now by Philip Deal. Philip, welcome to Axios Recap. Um, this is an exciting conversation. Let's just start with your bona fides here. You ran the US Mint when? From 1994. Four to 2000. And during that seven-year period, did it ever occur to you that the U.S. Mint might be dragged into discussions about financing government spending? I knew we would get dragged in uh, a little bit when we uh, moved the 50-state uh, quarters program. Part of the reason for why I was able to get Congress to overcome Treasury's opposition was because it raised $2.6 billion in seniorage profits. So that was the only time really where larger government finance came into play in the discussion. So basically back then we were talking about a couple of billion dollars. We were saying like if we mint these coins, then effectively we're just putting them out in, into the world and the government never needs to repay that and so that's free money for the government and that was how you managed to get those coins out well it's a little more complicated than that and this is relevant to the trillion dollar coin question because a trillion dollar coin is treated in government finance just like a one dollar coin is treated and the fundamental concept that has to be understood to understand how all that works is a concept called seniorage. Sounds like an old term, and it is an old term. It goes back several thousand years. It's really a simple concept, and that is seniorage is the difference between the face value of a coin and the cost of its production. And so it represents profit in a way, but a temporary profit because it is repaid. When we issue a dollar coin from the U.S. Mint, it's booked as a dollar. And then when that dollar coin eventually comes back to us because it's worn out, it is destroyed and that dollar is taken off the books. 
But presumptively, if we issued a trillion dollar coin and it just sat at the Fed, it would never come back. And that would just be a trillion dollars of seniorage, a trillion dollars for the government. What's not to love? <laughs> yeah, what's not to love? Exactly. Um, well, it's not like tax revenue because critics of the trillion dollar coin had said, oh, OK, well, you just produce 30 of them and you pay off the national debt. No, doesn't work like that because seniorage is a form of finance. It is not income. Eventually, that coin would come back. In this particular application of dealing with the debt limit, the strategy behind presumably issuing a trillion dollar coin is that it would go to the Fed. It would not count as debt. It would allow the government to pay its bills. And when sanity prevailed and the debt limit was raised, the trillion dollar coin, having served its purpose, would come back to the U.S. Mint and be destroyed, just like a dollar coin. Do you consider there to be any good reason at all for the debt limit to even exist in the first place? None. Basically, what we're talking about here is like, what's the least worst second best kludge. And you are in favor of this particular kludge for what reasons? Oh, I don't favor this. I favor this over default. So when I'm asked, do you favor the trillion dollar coin? I say, well, I think it's better than a fifth. A One trillion dollar coin is better than a 15 trillion dollar hit to the economy that default would cause. If the government is forced to stop making certain payments because it's hit the debt limit, then if the government, say, like, doesn't make payroll when it's promised to pay an employee a certain amount of money every month, or if it doesn't make a social security payment when it's promised to pay that person a certain amount of money every month like would you consider that to be a default or does a default really need to be a default on treasury issued securities well that's a good question i think that as a social security recipient or a member of the military not getting my paycheck looks like a default to me these are differences uh, without a real meaning to most americans but i think Formally, we default when we fail to pay our debts. And under this worst case scenario where we do not raise the debt limit or the president doesn't declare the debt limit unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment, then I think what you're getting at is probably what would happen is that we would continue to pay the debt and the interest on the debt and service those while we cut other spending. You raise a good point about the Constitution, though. It is actually unconstitutional to default on the debt. That is written into the Constitution. Is it not the case that the debt ceiling itself is unconstitutional? And if so, why are we even paying attention to it? <laughs> I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I can read the 14th Amendment, and I'm of the opinion that, yes, the debt limit is unconstitutional. And I would actually prefer this over the trillion-dollar coin. The a president could declare it so, 
and continue to issue debt. There's a lot of what ifs after that. Like, what if, who has standing to challenge that in court? It might not even be able to get to a hearing, but even if it did, what judge is going to issue a decision that drives the country into default? But also, I can understand how a president wouldn't want to do that because then he or she bears the entire burden of raising the debt or eliminating the debt limit when really it's a responsibility of Congress. We're here because Congress passed that debt limit law and because it appropriated the funds that forced us to issue the debt to pay those bills. Janet Yellen is the current Treasury Secretary. She has come out very vocally and said this entire idea of a trillion dollar coin is a gimmick. I'm opposed to it and I don't believe that we should consider it seriously. It's really a gimmick and what's necessary is for Congress to show that um, the world can count on America paying its debts. I have two questions about that. The first one is, is she right? And the second one is, if she is right, is that a bad thing? Well, first of all, she's not right. Um, <laughs> so I guess no, I have one question about that. <laughs> is she right? No. Why is she? How is it not a gimmick? Yeah, it's not a gimmick. First of all, modern finance, all, when you step back, all of modern finance looks like a gimmick. Uh, fiat currency looks like a gimmick. Singridge, the concept that we were talking about before goes back, that concept goes back several thousand years. That profit margin that Singridge represents was a one way that the crown paid for their expenses. So that is the least gimmicky of all of the modern governmental finance mechanisms we know of today. It's easy to ridicule, and this is one of the reasons why I'm uncomfortable about the trillion-dollar coin used, ultimately being used as a means of overcoming the debt limit confrontation. It's too easily mocked, and it's hard to mock the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, but a trillion-dollar coin, mm, yeah, but... It is a still a one of the great things about both of those options is they can be called upon at the last minute. There are platinum blanks sitting at West Point, just 50 miles north of the New York Fed, and they could be stamped and moved down to the Federal Reserve in downtown Manhattan within a matter of hours. In your like, heart of hearts, do you think that when push comes to shove, Janet Yellen does actually have that sort of plan C in her back pocket and that she might actually be willing to, to pull the trigger and do it. <laughs> I hate to try to mind read her. But yes, I think if in the end, if any responsible Secretary of the Treasury and President of the United States who face the prospect of the U.S. government defaulting on its death, on its debt, and all of the downstream consequences of that or minting the trillion-dollar coin, I think they'd choose to mint the coin. Philip Deal, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Welcome back. What I'm watching today is 
Constitution DAO. It's a crypto thing, people. It's a meme, but it's also a constitution. There are 13 surviving original copies of the US Constitution, two of which remain in private hands, one of which is coming up for auction at Sotheby's tomorrow. Sotheby's reckons it's going to sell for $15, $20 million, something like that. We will find out tomorrow. The reason this is interesting is because one of the bidders is a crypto thing. It's a DAO, a distributed group of crypto investors. They've pooled all of their Ethereum and they have coalesced around Nicolas Cage memes and they want to buy the Constitution. Why they want to buy the Constitution? I don't know. For the lulls, I guess. Anyway, the problem is DAOs are not actually allowed to bid at Sotheby's. So they're doing this very convoluted thing where they're setting up an old-fashioned limited liability company. They're also doing a very old-fashioned thing where they say that if they do win it, they're going to wind up giving it to a museum, which is exactly what's happened to all but one of the other surviving copies of the Constitution. So basically, they're doing something weirdly unconventional with crypto in order to do something extremely conventional, which is display it in a museum. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Felix Salmon, and we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.